Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox, and I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Popcorn and Compliance, a podcast where, with Jay Rosen, we take a look at movies from the compliance perspective. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox. I'm the Compliance Evangelist, and I'd like to welcome you to a special five-part podcast series on popcorn and compliance. In this special series, Jay and I are going to look at the intersection of Star Wars and compliance to celebrate the release of the latest Star Wars movie, The Rise of Skywalker. Over each day this week, Jay and I will review a Star Wars movie and discuss it from the compliance perspective. Part one, A New Hope and Risk. Tuesday, December 17th, in part two, we discuss The Empire Strikes Back and Due Diligence. Wednesday, December 18, in part three, we discuss the return of the Jedi and effective training. Thursday, December 19th, we discuss A Force Awakens and Disruptive Innovation in Compliance. And we conclude on Friday, December 20th, with The Last Jedi and the Board of Directors' role in succession planning. It's a fascinating series where Jay and I get to discuss our joint love of Star Wars and intersect it with compliance. This special five-part podcast series on popcorn and compliance is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network. Thanks again for listening. Today, we're going to take a look at Episode 7, The Force Awakens, and the compliance concept of disruptive innovation. Jay, you want to set the, st- set the stage for us? Sure. So 30 years have passed since the destruction of the second Death Star. Luke has disappeared and Han and Leia have split up. He's still a freighter captain who mourns his failed marriage and misses his prized ship, the Millennium Falcon. The resistance, led by General Leia, opposes the First Order while searching for her brother, Luke Skywalker. Resistant pilot Poe Dameron searches for a map to Luke's hidden location. Stormtroopers commanded by the mysterious Kylo Ren destroy the village and capture Poe. Poe's droid BB-8 escapes with the map and encounters our heroine scavenger named Ray. FM-2187 frees Poe. They escape in a stolen TIE fighter, and Poe dubs FN-2187 and gives him the name Finn. They crash on Jakku, and Finn survives, but he believes that Poe has perished in the crash. Finn encounters Ray and BB-8. They steal the Millennium Falcon from a jumpyard and plan to escape. But the Falcon is captured by a larger ship piloted by Han Solo and Chewbacca. This ties us back in into the original trilogy. At the First Order Starkiller base, Supreme Leader Snoke allows General Hux to use the weapon for the first time. The crew travels to the planet Takudana and meets with cantina owner Maz Kanada, who offers to get BB-8 to the Resistance. Ray finds the lightsaber that once belonged to Luke and his father, Anakin Skywalker. The First Order attacks Takudana in search of BB-8. Han, Chewbacca, and Finn are saved by Resistance X-Wing fighters led by Poe. Leia arrives to C-3PO and reunites, reunites with Han and Chewbacca. Ren captures Rey and takes her to the Starkiller base. Ren interrogates her about the map, and she uses the Force and escapes with a callback to using a Jedi mind trick on the nearby guard. The Resistance plans to destroy the superweapon. Han confronts Ren, calling him by his birth name, Ben. He implores him to abandon the dark side, but Ren refuses and kills his father. An injured Ren 
pursues Finn and Ray to the surface. A lightsaber battle breaks out between Ren and Finn, leaving Finn badly wounded. Ray takes the lightsaber and uses the force to defeat to defeat Ren before they are separated by a fissure as the planet begins to disintegrate and implode. Escape with Finn and the Falcon. Star Killer bases core ignites into a new star. The Resistance celebrates while Leia, Chewbacca, and Rey mourn Han Solo's death. R2-D2 then suddenly awakens and reveals the rest of the secret map, which Rey follows to the oceanic planet of Octu, where she find Luke, finds Luke and returns his lifesaver. So, Jay, I'd like to use this uh particular uh, episode in the Star Wars oeuvre, The Force Awakens, to introduce the concept of disruptive innovation and compliance. And I really see compliance uh, really either lends itself to being disruptive innovatively or disruptive innovation lends itself to working in compliance for three reasons. First of all, compliance is a process. And while this may seem as about the most self-evident statement that I, you, or anyone else can make, um, I still get contacted by companies that want an off-the-shelf compliance package and compliance solution. Um, This is not what compliance is. It's a process. We've talked about this in earlier episodes that it's a uh, design process based upon you assessing your risk and then managing your own risk going forward. The second point is that Compliance 3.0 is very different from the compliance programs of the past. We have moved on to now operationalizing uh, compliance uh, into the very fabric of its uh, of an organization. Compliance is not, no longer centered in legal or even the compliance department in a company. Compliance has moved out into the business unit. And so uh, when you have a business unit process, it lends itself to having a disruptive innovation. And then number three is that not all disruptive innovations succeed. Sometimes you can try to new processes or uh, procedures that uh, may not work, but you remember that disruption is only one step in the creative and growth process. Uh, and if you, you build upon any things that you have done which uh, didn't succeed, um, then you can consider it as really a unidimensional continuum all moving forward. If you're concerned that the Department of Justice may chastise you or even sanction you for this, I think that is incorrect because the department wants to see a well-thought-out program and policy, or excuse me, program and procedures but uh, using your own innovation, innovative techniques. So I think disruptive innovation really works in the compliance uh, field, Jay. I think it's something that compliance officers are going to utilize uh, more fully uh, to more, uh, a more completely operationalize compliance. And I think as we're able to inculcate compliance into the business units, it will, it will create a much more robust form of compliance for the company. Now, when you talk about the disruption, Tom, are you thinking that it's mostly technology that would be that disruptive force, or what other ways do you think that we can have disruption within um, compliance? 
Well, certainly technology is going to be a part of that. Uh, data is going to be a part of that. Utilizing the data, uh, dicing and slicing it in different ways. I've heard a couple of great phrases. Uh, finding patterns in raked leaves is one from Patrick Taylor of Oversight. I've also heard the phrase uh, using data and compliance to look around corners. Uh, so data will be a part of that. And this is not something that typically lawyers and compliance practitioners have really understood and utilized in their compliance program. So I think it will be data-driven. It will be ways to consider uh, different aspects of your business to determine if there's risk. Because always remember, uh, Mike Volkoff says, follow the money. There has to be money or some, 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 something else paid to get the benefit of the contract. So how did the employees generate enough money to pay a bribe. They had to uh, utilize something, uh, some business process, some failure of your controls, and having the ability to more completely uh, detect and prevent that will be uh, a disruptive innovation for compliance going forward. So this is Tom Fox and Jay Rosen. We'd like to thank you for listening to day four of our five-part series on exploring the intersection of compliance and Star Wars. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox again. I'd like to thank you for listening to part four of the five-part series, Star Wars and Compliance. If you have listened to this podcast on iTunes, I would greatly appreciate it if you would rate us as it would help in our rankings. Also, if you have any questions, you can email me at tfox at tfoxlaw.com. You can email Jay at jrosen at affiliatedmonitors.com. Please join us tomorrow for our final episode in this five-part series on The Last Jedi and the board's role in succession planning. I know you will enjoy it. Thanks again for listening and look forward to visiting with you tomorrow. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.